Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 369 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man from Easton, Pennsylvania, the greatest studio in wrestling, Willie Saylor. Willie, what's up, buddy? What's going on with you, my friend? Definitely can't hear him. All right, hope you definitely can't hear me. I can't. All right, let's kick it to Kyle. Kyle, what's going on there? You've got a helmet and a trophy. I do. What a great start to the show. I also cannot hear Willie, but uh, we're going to have a Tuesday. That's all right. This could be, you know what? This is kind of low-hanging fruit here, but it could be our best our best show ever, <laughs> at least in the eyes of our fans. I don't know. So we can't hear Willie, but you can see, I believe he finally got his Intermat Pickums winning shirt. Because oh, he has sick. it on. Is this great free advertising? Is LJ silencing him because he's uh, giving free advertising to a competitor? That could be what's going on. <laughs> I think I think Willie's gestures are are enough. You know, you got a finger wag, the shirt gesture. So this shows off to a good start. We'll, <laughs> we will begin. With we'll be some, right back. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sting cut off his new record. Um, all right, so we're going to start a little Final X news. <laughs> this is big news. This is news I did not think we would be I would be saying. Well, you were but driving this, this well, train. I drove it. I was the conductor. You of drove this train, train right into it. And, and I'll give some more context after I say what the deal is. Kyle Dake has accepted his spot at Final X at 79 kilograms, which means he's not going 74 which I've said he's doing basically since Worlds. He's going 74. He's going 74. Okay, so I think the first things we should talk about are why is he doing this? What does this mean exactly? There's speculation that that Kyle suffered some sort of an injury and that that could somehow be playing a, a role in this. This will give him more time to recover. He has till June 8th. He will be at Final X. Uh, Rutgers, I believe, is where 79 is. Um, so for that reason, um, you know, you can see why he would do it. If, he, if he's injured, hey, I'm not going to be able to cut down the weight and beat Jordan Burroughs and make this team, etc. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's like, you know what, I just won Worlds. Really like that. Would like to do it again. And uh, this is my weight, and I'm going there. And we'll deal with 2020 during 2020. But uh, all I'll say is this. I had back when we were doing the the final X um, site selection and weight distribution and whatnot. It was um, there was some 
politicking going on on which weights would be where. And someone from that camp reached out to me and was like, we want 74. 74 should be at Rutgers because, you know, it would be Burroughs, his home. He's from New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. And we would really, and, you know, we would like it to be there so we didn't have to go to Lincoln. And it's, it's not a – they don't want to give – and basically, it comes down to they didn't want to give Jordan uh, that advantage either, right? So they, they were angling to have it there. Now, since then, I don't know what changed exactly. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, the the rumors swirl of an injury, but obviously that's not confirmed by Kyle or anyone else. But I do believe that something happened there. And so that's why I was so vehemently driving this is because I'm literally talking to these people. They're trying to get Final X as though I have any pull over that. Not really, but uh, they thought I did. Um, and so they wanted it at Rutgers. So that's what that was all about. And uh, he'll be at Rutgers after all, but at 79. And that, you talking about moving Final X to Rutgers brings up what makes this so interesting that he is staying uh, 79 because for years Kyle has pretty hard beat the drum of you know man kind of stinks that Burroughs gets by the world team trials finals mm-hmm. and then now we go to final X and the the same day part is moved out right where you don't have to go through the trials and and wrestle a guy in the same day and then it's still at Lincoln and it's going to be at Lincoln again this year which I don't personally have a problem with, but I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it gives them hope field advantage and all. But anyway, the the whole reason that CP was driving this train, um, aside from all the information he just gave you, is because the year before the Olympics is so extremely important for two reasons. One, if you win the spot, whoever whoever would have been, right, if, if Kyle had gone 74, the winner of that spot could have qualified the United States for the Olympics. Yeah. That's a huge deal. I don't know if you remember in 2016, but Frank Molnero and Jaden Cox had to go to Godforsaken Mongolia. That was a mess. And that was, was nerve wracking, is what that was. And go through a 64 man bracket yeah. to try to qualify for. Now they did, you know, and they're amazing. Um, <sighs> Frank obviously had extending circumstances, but he got in because of Meldonium. Right. Meldonium Gate. The hey, is Willie there? Yeah, we got him what working. does that have to do with? No, what does that have to not. do with? No, not working. No. All right, but Back yeah, to we'll, we'll, we'll finish this up. We'll just check um, in every five minutes and see if, uh, if Willie's involved or not. But and, and this year, or excuse me, next year, instead of there being worlds, Pan Ams, and two last chance qualifiers, there's now only one last chance qualifier. So there are just three opportunities to qualify for the Olympics. Now I think. Both Kyle Dacre and Burroughs would have been successful in qualifying it at the World Championships. But you never know. Things happen, right? Things go crazy. Um, and not only can you qualify for the qualifier rate for the Olympics, your nation for the Olympics, you can get a bye to the Olympic Trials Finals, which is the one thing that Kyle Dake hasn't had until last year. Here's my thing. 2016, we had a lot of process whining after Molinero got on the team. A lot of process whining over this guy making the team, that guy making the team. I don't want to hear nothing, okay? Jordan Burroughs is going to be sitting out the Olympic Trials Finals. He's going to make the team, and he's going to medal, right? I really strongly believe that's going to happen. This You're saying this is the path I want to go through. There's no complaining about this after the fact. That's my take, right? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about it. This was in 
your hands, and for whatever reason you don't want you want to go 79. Same with Jaden, and, and I don't think Jaden would complain. But my, my only read is, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't want to hear, it. and not not that Dake would, but you know the the people around him and and the Kyle Dake fans. I don't I don't want to hear it. This was the the path chosen. Everyone knows the deal. Everyone knows the rules, and this is how we pick our teams. And this is how we pick our Olympic team. So that's going to be how it goes. And that would seem to indicate two things as well. Number one, Team USA is pushing hard for a world title again this year mm-hmm. because they they felt they could have won last year. They won 2017. They got second last year. And it's now a very important thing, and I think it's always been, but now it's more of a reality that we can win world titles. And number two, that USA Wrestling will put in into the Olympic trials procedures something that helps world medalists at non-Olympic weights. Yeah, which is good. Um, all right, we'll try one more time. I said we we kick it to Will every five minutes where he's there. Not every five minutes. There. How's it going? I'm here. Definitely not. You guys hear me? Definitely not. There. All right. People on Facebook are saying they can hear Willie. So they can hear Willie. All right. Well, this is very simple. Just tell the people on Facebook to tell us what he's saying. Direct transcript. And <laughs> then, hey, I hear hey, him. Willie. Hey, thanks. Hey. Probably, hey, how's it going, friends? Probably Facebook can't hear him anymore, but at least we can. So that'll be good. Well, good start. Yeah. Took a little bit, but you're here. And um, I hope you heard me that Kyle Dake is is going 79 kilograms. Yeah, surprising to me. Um, for all the reasons that you said, I don't want to reiterate. Um, but now we, you know, part of me is relieved that, especially because the trials process this year does not allow for um, you to wrestle again at a non-Olympic weight. Like, mm-hmm. if if Dakin Burroughs went through the trials at 74 and then could wrestle off, the loser could wrestle off at 79 later, I wouldn't care. But um, it doesn't allow for that this year. Uh, that's not how the schedule is. So um, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty pumped that we can get our best team together. I don't know. I know, I know all eyes are on the 2020. But man, I really with this with our lineup, I think we could win worlds again as a team. And uh, you know, not that I mean, the reality is, Derringer could could medal at seventy nine anyway. Zahid can medal at seventy nine anyway. But right, that that was my that's my read too. It's like, okay, sure, Dake definitely is the returning world champion and our best guy. But if Jaden went down and if Dake went down, man, I feel like you know what, Bo Nickel at ninety two. Probably, if not Jaden, and then we'd have you know Ringer or Zahid or Mark at 79. We're 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 looking good, and we're getting some of that depth that um, the Wrestling Nomad has discussed, um, which is really interesting that we're starting to get depth. I mean, we weren't deep, like in the 2012 right. Olympics. 20, we were not deep in, when there were six weights. Now we're like no, when we had now yeah, we're when we had. Deep. Uh, even even a couple of years ago, when we have really solid teams, like our ones are the truth, but there wasn't much behind them. Yeah, I know. And that's obviously, you know, the developmental pipeline helped that, right? When USA Wrestling emphasized Absolutely. and when this country as a whole emphasized cadet and junior worlds, oh, all of a sudden we start doing better. Anyway. Yeah. So that's been a very good move. So an interesting note about seventy four and seventy nine no as, as we start rolling out these previews. Chance Marsteller was registered at seventy four, now registered at seventy nine. 
Interesting. I wonder if he knows about the. He can change again, obviously, but I wonder if he knows about the Dake news. Hmm. Well, well, you know, I can't you imagine know too. He's, he's big for seventy-four kilograms, right? I don't know. He got big, big thighs, big, big body. He's, he's very five, short. He's, he's very five short. One. Very short. Yeah. You know, for guys like Chance, I mean, let let's not. I'm not saying I'm writing them off from making a team, but. There also is and sh probably should be a little bit of reality for some of the guys to also pick and choose what weight they're going to make the national team, to make top three, to get that funding for a year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he should do that. I, I worry he's not – man, just think about someone like Ringer. And, I mean, Ringer's a monster at 79. Zahid's pretty big. Uh, but, yeah. I like I like him there. I would have liked to see him at 74, too, because he's a really good freestyler. And to that point, Zahid, not registered for the Open, is qualified for trials um, in Raleigh. Mm -hmm. But Mark Hall, still not registered for the Open. Well, Penn State hasn't registered either. Fair. But Mark Hall, not qualified for the trials, not registered for the Open. Now, they do have the last chance qualifier again this year, and that's right down the road. Um, but, from Willie, mm -hmm. not from us. Yeah, right down the road in East Stroudsburg. <laughs> right, right Not in uh, Dallas. It's only like a 28-hour 28, 28 drive yeah. from uh, Austin down the road. It's like 20 minutes for me. It's only like four turns, though, to East Stroudsburg. Yeah, there's, uh, there's not anybody registered for it yet. So I'm interested to see who does. Well, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to register till post-open. <laughs> like, yeah. unless, unless you're like 57, you're like, dude, I ain't getting top seven. I got to go last chance. That'd be pretty. Maybe J.D. Hawkins. J.D. Hawkins last year. This could be literally his last chance. You know, I don't know how many more senior <laughs> level tournaments that guy can enter. If that guy, for anyone that that would require a last chance, it'd be J.D. Hawkins. I still can't wait to see that. That's going to be something else. That is one of the things someone asked. Uh, uh, I don't know, a week or so ago, like, should the U.S. Open be open? And I guess it wouldn't be the U.S. Open if. You and I couldn't what enter no matter what. US, the U.S. closed. U.S. Clo U.S. You need to have at least placed at states or something. I'm fine with the Open being like if the Open were the trials, no. But that's why we have qualification processes I'm to get into the trials. So I'm cool with the Open being open. I'm fine with the Open being the Open until I have to watch Jordan Burroughs wrestle some roofer, and then I'm like, <laughs> this guy should not be wrestling Jordan. This is a waste. No, you know what, Roofer, you take a forfeit, you forfeit, Roofer, and then you can come back for third, but you don't get to wrestle Jordan Burroughs. That's not how this works. You should have to like, pay Burroughs some money. Was to do like, this. Before the first match, he was like, I'm not wrestling a Roofer. I ain't wrestling a Roofer. <laughs> they, they should redraw. He's like, I'm wrestling no Roofers, no Carpenters, and uh, those are the rules. What about Stonemasons? I asked him, he will wrestle a Stonemason. <laughs> he has no fear there. But no, Jordan Burroughs is not wrestling a... What about like uh, a Union Plumber? Union Plumbers? <laughs> Maybe. But but uh, but Jordan Burroughs doesn't wrestle in the U.S. Open anymore because he never has to. Um, he wrestled... Except 2017. Uh, he, he wrestled a... Well, yeah. But uh, let's hope he never... <laughs> if he ever makes another team, let's hope he uh, always medals and stuff. But yeah, I don't think he'll do it again um, if he doesn't have to. Anyway. Uh, sorry, how do we transition from roofers to Dake? Uh, I don't know how this happened, but that's 79. I'm excited to see um, 
that that weight is going to be really really fun. Kyle Dake's obviously already out in Final X, but the World Team Trials process, and now, um, you know, there's pretty big incentive to win the U.S. Open because you get to sit to the Trials Finals, and we know that's probably going to be a really deep deep tournament in Raleigh. So excited to see who registers there. Uh, any other Final X thoughts? We could talk to, about some. Uh, about some beat the streets news. I, well, I was just gonna say, I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for all the people who, which were wrestling, you know, the the wrestling nerds. They 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 read every tea leaf, right? Which we do too, obviously. It's mm-hmm. our job. But when the Pan Am roster came out, everybody's like, oh, all the guys who are in Final X, all the world medalists are going to Pan Ams because they want those ranking points. But the only one who's not is Kyle Dake. What does this mean? It clearly means he's going down. Sorry, guys. He's not. Uh, to, to me, that's further evidence maybe he's not healthy. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he hates Argentina. I mean, this does happen, though, right, where guys take extended time off, especially after winning world titles. Maybe that maybe I'm making that up. But, like, we've seen guys take months off at a time. But, man, Worlds was in October. It's getting into – He hasn't competed since Worlds, correct? It's, it's going to be – May at the early no probably June because he's probably not gonna do anything in May before. Unlikely. So he could go October to June without competing in a, you know, with refs and get away in and all that like actually competing. So I don't know. That maybe that's a little concerning. Maybe Rob Cole can bring in some refs. I don't know. I mean that's crazy. That's a new part of the uh, RTCs. Is that you gotta have refs on standby. Yeah, so that is a really long layoff, which is maybe further evidence that there was an injury, which I hope is not the case. But we will speculate, darn it. Okay, we went to Monster Trucks. Kyle 57. I, that was sick. We're going to do that every year. Willie, Trucks? next year you're coming to Monster Jam. Make sure next next time I align, my schedule aligns with Monster Trucks. How was it, boys? It was great. Why don't you talk a little, Kyle? It was really cool. Um, getting to see Gravedigger in person, just and come up clutch too, like oh. you know Max D in the freestyle section, um, had a great run. Great up, run. I really up, didn't think he could top it. Put up a nine-one, and then it all came down to Gravedigger to top it, and he went out and he did the damn thing. <laughs> Finished with a nine-two, swept the swept the events. Yeah, I mean it's uh, to to see a great in their element. It's like. Peak Burrows or, or Kale and Gravedigger. It was it was inspirational. It was a rowdy good time. Uh, I think everyone had had fun. Caleb loved it. He said it was awesome. So you got to go to Monster Trucks next year, buddy. Does he like Gravedigger better or Spencer Lee? Oh my gosh, Spencer Lee. It's yeah, his his obsession is is growing. If I have to talk to this kid about Devin Schnupp one more time, it's a, like Holmes was talking to me. He's like, hey, it's cool that, that Caleb's really getting into wrestling kind of organically, as organically as he can when his dad works at Flow Wrestling. But um, it's pretty organic. I do not – but he asked me almost every day if Devin Schnupp is going to be Penn State's 125. I'm not sure why. And I won't he, – he doesn't think yeah. – Like you come home from work, you, you open the door and he's like, dad – What's up with Schnupp, dude? <laughs> I swear. He was brushing his teeth yesterday asking me about if, if Schnupp was going to be their starter. He's like, if they if he's their starter, I don't think they can have 10 All-Americans. But if they can't, if, they, if he is their starter, they won't. I'm like, okay. I don't know, man. I don't know who's going to be their starter. It might be this guy named Brody Teske, but I'm not sure. And then, uh, yeah. 
So he's really concerned. I think I think I think because he knows Penn State's really good, he's worried that if there's a good Penn State guy at 25, that like it would be a, a threat to to Spencer. Anyway, enough <laughs> enough Caleb talk. He I, I'll try to start. I need to start writing down the things he asked me because they're they're often completely. I'll tell you what he needs to do though. I'll tell you what he needs to do though. He needs to take some of that stuff to Twitter. I know. He needs to talk about it on Twitter. He doesn't have a phone, and I don't want him to have one. He just mm. that's, that's just for the trips, you know. Uh, does, okay. Does I got he you. ever ask about any of the freestyle stuff? Like, oh, explain Final X, all that stuff. He's getting there. He he does not like he does not like to practice freestyle at all because that's mm. what they're doing now at his club, and he wants to he wants to practice folk style because that's what he thinks Spencer Lee does. And he wants to. But, re- he wants to be a college wrestler, and he's like, "This is a waste of my time." I'm like, I'm like, freestyle. Could you tell really him good. that Spencer's like a freestyle legend? Yes. But, now he, he hasn't wrestled it in like a millennium, but when he did, he was yeah. pretty darn good at it. No, he's really good. He was really good. So uh, I, I tried to explain that to him. He's getting it. Um, he'll get it. He does. He just likes. He likes uh, throwing halves on top, and he doesn't like parterre. That's really what it all boils down to. And he has this practice partner that he just shoots under, and the kid knows a, a head pinch, and he just front headlock and rolls him through like a thousand times, and it's just like the same match a hundred times, and he keeps he never stops shooting. Anyway, <laughs> you can just come to the any more interest in in my son's wrestling, come to a Hutto Hippo practice Tuesday and Thursday, and you can you can watch the whole thing. Let's get into some beat the streets talk. Ooh. Joe Colon, Nick Soriano is happening. I said there would be two because I was told there would be two by Beat the Streets. They'll run into a, like a compliance thing, which makes no sense to me because there's already NCAA wrestlers that have A, done this event and are B, doing this event this year. And the NCAA rules should be uniform for all schools, I would think. But the NCAA rulebook is such a, a disaster and compliance is such a joke that here we are. So I don't know when we'll get the second matchup, but I hope it happens. Uh, but... Willie, thoughts on Cologne Soriano? Question number one, is it a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I believe that – well, first of all, I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup. I think it's perfect weight-wise for Nick, right? I mean, how do you f- – you figure Nick's a 61? I mean, if Nick was full-time, freestyle, let's go, I'm making a run, um, you consider him a 61, right? Well, no, I, I, I think, yes, I do. Yes and no. Yes, right now, maybe. But I think if, he, if he's going to make a, a serious freestyle run, he's, he's a 57, right? 57. I, he's okay. not, I, I think the, the word is it's, it's not a major cut for him to make 33. And, you know, when you consider, yeah. the, it's just a different ask, even though now that 125 and a half is on a two-hour weigh-in, it's just a completely different ask to do that from November it's to just, March. It, and then it's a completely do it different thing, right? It's like Final X. Yeah, it's like okay, you have to make scratch weight two times in a row, and that's hard. But on the flip side, in college, you don't you don't have to make scratch; you get a little allowance. But to do it for four, five, six months, <laughs> that, that takes a whole different kind of toll on your body. Yeah, for sure. So I, I mean. Here's my questions going into this. We have no idea where Nick Soriano is at in terms of parterre defense. We have no clue whatsoever. When he right. wrestled Dayton Fix, who's maybe the best parterre guy, no one got a takedown. It was just shot clock points. Horrible. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea where he's at there. 
Maybe he's so it's a complete mystery, and Joe Colon is probably our best top wrestler at that weight. Um, he's one of the best top wrestlers in the world. He's got a great gut wrench. He's good at exposing guys, and so I'm curious for where is he at parterre D, and two, have we ever seen him wrestle uh, an underhook guy? Even no one's probably Joe Colon level underhook guy, but like even like who's an underhook guy at 33 or 25? They would hit like I don't feel like he's really. Had to face someone like that. So I feel like he'll be able to control the ties pretty well. But until you see it, I, I'm not sure. But I, I honestly I don't think, know. I think Soriano's got a great chance at winning this. So do I. I think every part, every aspect of the match is interesting. You know what Cologne does on top, but who takes down Soriano? Uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, what's, what's it going to look like? Cologne's great at counter- wrestling right he's great at exposing people off their own shots um but how often does Suriano get stuck there in a position like that yeah it's it's you uh, know, and, and we'll, you know we watched Suriano he kind of and even against Dayton kind of controlled the center of the mat well see so be able to do that against Cologne who's you know so strong and such a beast that's what I'm I'm curious about uh, I like that you brought up the Dayton thing because when I like when we got it and I was writing it, the the first sentence I wrote is Nick Cerny was making a return to freestyle. He hasn't wrestled freestyle since 2014. Akron. That's a long time. And you know what? That's, yeah. And that that's one thing that I've not disliked about Cerny, but I've always been like, man, I've always wanted to know how this guy would do. In freestyle, but he's just he's just been folk style centric for five years, and he's obviously been amazing at folk style. But like you guys are saying, his style it it transitions so well. Like you, you know, you, you see scramble guys, and you're like, all right, well, have fun, have fun transition to freestyle. But it's really hard to get to his legs, and and you know, Mike Mouse talking about this, the angles that Suriano creates, like that is maybe even more valuable in freestyle because. Say you can't finish it, but you can get step outs, right? So yeah, I, but I, I do almost, I do almost want to see him get taken down just to see how his parterre defense is. Yeah. So that's an exciting match. Um, hopefully, more matches to come there. Um, what do? We, where do we want to go next, Willie? Dealer's choice. Go RC Cola. We want to go uh, <laughs> JB Askren. Open weight by weight. You tell so, me. So, I didn't. Um, why don't you? Why don't we have a little? You tell me a little bit about what I because I didn't listen to it yet. Jordan Burroughs, What did he say? The title was he's supremely confident. Uh, yeah, he's very confident. He he talks about uh, a lot of stuff. You know, oh, what does he say? He he actually. I thought the most interesting thing. It comes at the end. He says. I'm not gonna tech this dude real quick. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix it up. He's like, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna, I want to get in scrambles. I want to do some far ankle stuff. Then I'll put, then I'll take him out in the second period. He's like, I don't want to double leg him and lace him and th that be the match. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some exchanges with this guy because I think my scrambling's underrated. And I think I can scramble with him. So, that's, I think uh, Jordan's scrambling is underrated. I think it's it, yeah, that's underrated. really interesting. I mean. A lot of times, that, that's interesting in the sense that a lot of times some of these big stars, or I mean, you don't even have to be a big star. Um, look, there's a lot. There's some 
there's some dodging in wrestling. There's some like, man, I don't know if I want this matchup. There's there's uh, there's a lot of, oh, you want me to take that matchup? Okay, what's in it for me? Type stuff. I mean, listen, I've even dealt with it at who's number one. It's like, oh, oh yeah. or, you know, I don't I don't know about that matchup or or. Well, you know, plus five is a little bit. Listen, just go out there and freaking wrestle, right? So I think that's interesting with Burroughs. Burroughs is this one of the top stars in the world, and he certainly doesn't want to take an L to a guy that hasn't wrestled in X amount of years. But I think that's interesting that he's going to go out and he's going to play around, and that's cool. That's cool for the fans. Yeah. Um, also, what kind of – like that, the perfectly worded, right? Burroughs is supremely confident. He's like, I'm not gonna tech this dude. Meaning in his head, he's like, yeah. I can tech this dude in 35 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I don't know, man. He, he certainly can. Will, will probably beat Ben, but <laughs> I don't know either. But it just like it speaks to the kind of yeah. insane, like the insane levels that Burroughs has gotten himself to. That he feels like he can walk into a match and just be like, man. One thing, and not that he doesn't take him seriously, just like that's how confident he's himself. It's one amazing. thing that I found interesting was when he, and I encourage you all to listen to it, but he's talking about how like he kind of summons, he didn't say like kind of anger, but like, uh, you know, like against Chimizo, it's like, it's personal. I want to beat this dude. This guy is not beating me. He's like, I like Ben. Ben's a really good dude. So he's like, I'm worried. He didn't say he was worried, but what I'm kind of paraphrasing, he's like, I'm kind of at a place where I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get to that mode against this guy right it's like it's easy to get up for chimizo one he talked a lot of trash two this is a guy i'm probably have to beat to win worlds and uh in this case it was to medal at worlds but with this dude with ben he's like i don't know i'm really feeling that he beat the ever-living breaks off of chimizo at the koloff i love it that was that was a whooping yeah you know what? That's that's interesting too. That you're getting to a point where you got to fight Burroughs, You got to fight Burroughs, You got to fight Burroughs. Is 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 it in Chimizo's head now? Like this guy just won't stop coming. No, he's. I I don't think he'll ever beat him again. In my opinion, he's never beaten him. Um, there's one weird match yeah. where he got out wrestled and lost, but I don't think he'll ever lose to Chimizo again. He's better. What were what were some of the best you talk about getting up for matches you know he got up i'm at beat the streets Burroughs had to get up for chimizo i don't think he had to get up for takahashi uh the takahashi mm-hmm. the bigger takatani, one i think takatani susuke um yeah what were some of the other beat the streets matches that he had to get up for well probably godoyev in 11 um Godoyev wasn't Godoyev at that point, but that was his right. first ever beat the streets. It's so crazy that that was like foreshadowed because like Burroughs always does beat the streets, and then Godoyev ended up being this guy later in his career. I also quick sidebar: I freaking hate that these stupid Russians beat Jordan and then disappear into the ether. They evaporate. Sargush beats him in 14 when he had one leg and then mm-hmm. can't ever make the team again. Mm-hmm. So Burroughs never got the chance to avenge that. Like, he got the chance to avenge Chimizo. Mm-hmm. And then Gatoyev, stupid diaper head, the, the rap in the Olympic finals, beats him in the... Man, I watched that match, like, a few months ago, and I forgot 
how many stoppages there oh. were in that stupid Olympic semi that he lost. And I know, I'm sorry I'm hijacking the show here, but I'm just freaking mad that these guys get to have the last win over Burroughs when he's still vanquishing people, winning medals. Hopefully, Sitikov's young, so hopefully he gets another crack at Sitikov. You never know with these guys, and these Russians especially. when they. I mean, the thing with <clears throat> Godoyev's not surprising. Look at his history of competition leading up to the Olympics. He was off the grid almost completely. You'd never saw him. Then he would just show up for Worlds. Show up. I mean, so he had these long, long breaks, and now he's doing it again. It's just different over there. It's like I I don't know what it is, but yeah, it is it is cheesy. But you know what? Everyone knows. They know. Sargush knows. Godoyev knows. They all know mm -hmm. what it is. They got their one, uh, in and out, and they're gone. Um, everyone knows Burroughs is the king there, because uh, he puts it on the line and doesn't just run and hide. So. That's that. Uh, anything else, Willie, on, on the Bros Askren? We'll be talking about it till May 6th. Oh, I can't hear him again. I don't know how this awesome. happened. Who did he wrestle in 2015? Was that um, Lopez Ascui? Yeah. Man. <laughs> that's, not, that's another cool thing about Burroughs and anybody else who gets a career of that length. You end up wrestling every single um, – no, it was – Quintana, that's who it was. You end up wrestling every single person oh, yeah. like of consequence that has gone through that weight. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if we can talk recruiting class rankings without Willie, so that'll be that'll be tougher. Um, do we want to talk about the Pan Am squad? That is definitely this weekend. Uh, we have a pretty good team. Um, it's got definitely a mixed bag. You said it's interesting. I said that is the perfect word choice. <laughs> I feel like people uh, thought I was throwing shade with that. Um, it's just, and we've talked about this before, it's the week before the U.S. Open, right? There is obviously the Dake thing, right? The, there's the big question mark with Dake. But then there's a lot of there's a lot of young guys on the team, and so it's just it's interesting now when there are, when there are ranking series points on the line, that you send some younger guys. That, that that's all. That's all I mean by that, guys. Like, I'm I'm very happy that Josh Rodriguez and Colton McChrystal are getting chances to wrestle on the international. That's great. That goes back to the de the depth that we're developing. But you have a hard time no, seeing doesn't. them winning the weight. These guys entering a tournament doesn't mean anything about depth. It just means Josh Rodriguez didn't qualify for World Team Trials last. Yeah, time. this is not depth. That's this not is depth. just like we're just sending people. And part of it, well, and you also have to remember, part of it is. In order to compete at the World Championships, that country has to send guys to the, to the Continentals, which is why you saw Serbia throw out a roofer at Europeans so that <laughs> Stefan Micic could wrestle in the World Championships. So when you have the U.S. Open the week after Pan Ams and you know that you need to send uh, send guys at every weight, you get you, you have the potential to get some interesting lineups. Speaking of roofers, I have a funny comment from YouTube. Oh, great. Uh -oh. <laughs> this is from William Regal. Yo, pal, I put roofs on for a living. I'm sorry we don't all sit on our lazy asses like you and talk into a mic all day, you pinhead. Get a life. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> hey. Was that an anti-roofing tag? I think it was an anti-roofing wrestling Listen, thing. When, when you're William Regal, I've never seen you make a deep run at the open. I'm sorry. Congrats on being a roofer. That's great. We all need roofs. No one, at no point was this ever about, you know, um, Anti-roofing. This is not weird. Let it. Let the record show. 
This is not an anti-roofing podcast, not an anti-stonemason podcast. We need roofs. <laughs> we appreciate all trades. I just, you as know I, what? As I explained to William, he's just saying that guys that are not training full-time yeah. should probably not wrestle at the U.S. Open. Roofer, CP, you know what? Insert profession. CPAs, yeah. veterinarians, okay? I will say there is an orthopedic brain surgeon that made the oh. uh, John Wechter. Yes. That guy? Okay. That guy was really you know good. What? Dr. Wechter, he's cool, but you know what? There's not many other people that are doing a full-time trade and also giving Jordan Burroughs a run. <laughs> Ryan McWaters last year was an example of a guy. He's, I believe, a fireman. Okay. And now he didn't make the trials finals or anything, but he qualified for the trials. And me and Spay saw him in the airport afterwards. Like, hey, man, how often did you train for the Open? He's like, ah, I showed up and rolled around the high school once a week. Oh, classic. So okay. that guy's a freak. But to be to be fair, at least he can do the fireman's carry. That's a very that's a <laughs> great move in freestyle. So that, there's at least some, some uh, you know, crossover there. I don't know how we got back on roofers. Willie is back. Oh, great comment. Am I back? Keep those comments coming, Bracky. Yeah. When they're fire, I will. When they're fire, you will. Am yeah, I back? you're back. You're back, Willie. I can hear you. It's great. All right. I like the tradesmen. I like the tradesmen's talk. I do too. I mean, the world needs tradesmen's. Trades. Trades. William Regal. Yeah, William Regal. We appreciate the roofs. Okay. Um. Yeah. Sometimes We're, we don't. I mean, that's how I got into it with Kyle Rochelle, right? Yeah. Except Kyle Rochelle is pretty badass. I know, but it's like it's guys that don't even enter tournaments that are now. It, I get it. Listen, they'd send Gil. They would love if Gilman or Dayton went, but they're not going to go before it. So I understand. But it's just it's just weird to see Jordan Burroughs and David Taylor on the team with Colton McChrystal and Chandler Rogers and Josh Rodriguez. I'm sorry, it just sticks out, right? Like we're. Saying. I mean, listen, and it. You know who would stick out if. If it wasn't if for other guys that stick out worse, like Ashnault sticks out to me. I mean, when's when's he wrestled freestyle? He wrestled last year at the Open. It was about Did to he? wrestle James Green. Yeah. Um, at least he beats. He, the thing too is these guys are probably going to go down there and have success too. Yeah. Just because it's not super strong competition. Yeah, they'll medal. Right. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean that it's like great depth for the U.S. Yeah. I mean, Chandler Rogers just got beat out. He, he didn't get to go to Instant Blaze because he lost a starting spot. Yeah. And he'll do fine. But he'll do fine. it's just. Right, that's my th yeah, he's going to do good. It's just different every year because not, because the scheduling is jacked. Yeah. Hey, is. let's. Uh, now that I'm back, I've wanted to talk about this and kind of tease it for a little while. But one of my favorite times of year is when we talk about recruiting classes and mm -hmm. things are just about it all wrapped up. Um, we were waiting for Lucas bird to commit to, to finish it up. But now, you know, there's, there's been events nonstop, but what, pretty soon we'll get recruiting class rankings out, but I wanted to get Christian's take uh, on, on what some of his, what, what he, his thoughts were on some of these classes. I think at the top you have to, um, Look at Ohio State with Kirkley and Karchla, Jordan Decatur, D'Amelio, Will Cox. Uh, really deep class for them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really nasty class. I think they've got, you know, the, the four I really like, 
the Decatur, Karchler, Kirkfleet, I think those three are going to do really well. And, man, D'Amelio, the way he came on at the end of the year, um, he we talked about this after – what did he win, Super 32? He made the finals. He, he didn't win? Yeah. I thought he won Super No, he did win Super 32. Yeah, I thought so. And we were like, whoa, I just thought Dylan D'Amelio was just kind of a guy and this and that. And, no, he's like a real one. Uh, I think he's going to do really well. And I don't know how they're going to exactly negotiate the Decatur D'Amelio situation, but they'll figure it out between red shirts and guys growing, which invariably will happen. I mean, I, I think I think this, this class with Ohio State has the, a good combination of sure – things as, as sure as anything can be in college wrestling with upside for a couple guys that could win titles like Kirkleet I think is someone that could win titles eventually um, and I think Karshla as well yeah uh, Ohio State is very very interesting the next few years um, you could talk about where they're going to put Decatur and D'Amelio when they already have I mean I guess you peg them for 33 D'Amelio is a little taller so Maybe he grows into 41. I mean, you could, you know, Decatur wrestled 32 this year. I don't think he could get to 25, but, man, would that be ideal? But they have – Ohio State has so much freaking talent. I don't know how they get them all in um, because you're going to have problems in the lightweights with Decatur, D'Amelio, uh, Kenner, Sasso, and then up top in that Karchla range, how does everybody fit in there with Rocky Jordan and and uh, Karchla? And they got so much talent in that wheelhouse too. And they still, but they still need a twenty-five. I mean, maybe Malik will, you know, Malik was a true freshman, so he's got time. But that's one area where I don't think they're particularly deep. But yeah, otherwise they are. They've got a lot of a lot of dudes in a lot of different weights. I think Ohio State's fascinating the, the next couple of years. And, you know, Kenner may be a guy that gets squeezed out, or someone's getting squeezed out next year for sure. I'm not sure who, but you have to figure Sasso's are starting 49. Mm-hmm. You'd figure Key's going to go down to 41 this year, you would think. Now, Key's only a one-year problem in the sense of right. knocking, you know, he gets knocked out or somebody else gets knocked out because he's going to be a senior. Um, but that'll keep Kenner out. Or Kenner keeps Kia. I mean, somebody good's gonna be sitting on the bench. Yeah. Right. Good team problems. So yeah, I I like man. It's a. I think they're the clear number one class. I think you know with with Arizona State, they've got man. You have Buziello the forty fourth on the big board, Willie. It's it's simultaneously justified yet unbelievable when you consider yeah. he was as a freshman and maybe a sophomore, like one or two on the big board. He was like the yeah. one or two I mean, overall. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with, I mean, maybe 44 is a little low for Busiello, but the problem with Busiello was twofold. He went to, he went to super 32 and took a few losses. Yeah. And then, at, and then immediately after bumped up to 38. So, like, I I have questions. What weight is he in college? I don't know. Uh, the last time we really saw him against good competition, he wasn't that fire. Uh, did he have an injury? I don't know. I'm not saying he's the 45th best, 44th best. 
I'm saying I have questions about him, to be completely honest. Well, I, I think it's fair. I mean, all you can do is judge. The guy doesn't – he didn't go to mini elite. His thing was Super 32. Yep. And everyone knows the weigh-ins with Super 32. It's the night before. He cut a bunch. He was always really big for the weights. And, you know, it, it didn't work out for him this time. But he's done some freestyle stuff. Hasn't gone as well. Um, he even he takes losses within New York. I, I don't know if he did this year, but he has in the past. Well, he lost to Camacho one time. But, yeah, the last time he did Fargo. Uh, no, he lost to somebody else, too. I'm pretty sure it was, it was more rando than Camacho. The last time I he did Fargo. I think it was Fargo, a kid from Jersey that wasn't. Hacking oh, okay. up a lung. He yep. was puking after every single one. So it was clearly not 100% what, Fargo? there. Yeah, Fargo 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where just every match he had to run to the trash can afterwards because he was not 100%. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Well, for your your point about Arizona State, to me with them, there's you have a rock in Colton Schultz. Yeah. Who is that guy ever going to win the national title? I don't know because Gable and Kirkfleet exist. It certainly wouldn't surprise me, but I feel very confident that guy is a three or four time All American and just is going to be rock solid in your lineup, winning duels, winning you know CKLV <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so I think it's great to have a guy with a super super high floor, and then. I'm going to say it again. Julian Klebov might still might be the most talented kid in this class. Still might be end up being the best one. Will that actually happen? I have no idea. But when I watch him wrestle, I feel like he is the, the most talented kid in this 2019 class. Him or maybe Alirez. I My my question with Klebov is leg attacks. I don't know if he has elite ones. I know he can scramble, and I know he's really good on top. But I think at this level, you have to have a reliable – and that's my question with Buziello too. I don't know if he has a – I think there are – Klebo is obviously better than, than Buziello, but I think they have similar deficiencies in that in generating their own offense. So those are my questions with, with those guys. J- Julian's mad ability is not in question, though. And But number seven, man, I, I think it, considering, you know, J- Julian Klebo didn't wrestle at States last year, right? Mm-hmm. Julian Klebo was off the grid, right? And, you know, for whatever reasons those were, to have someone – with perceived baggage coming in as a seven, Willie, I think is that's a that's ambitious. That you're basically to be a seven, and I know this class is not this isn't like classes we've seen before, but that well, guys, I seven, mean, you Julie, gotta have no questions or very few questions. I just have questions. Julian took fifth, sixth at east of the east. You know, I, I'm, if you're gonna say that Julian's high at seven. I don't take umbrage with that. I mean, you, yeah, say say he's too high. I like him. I like him there. Um, I don't know who you put. I don't know who you put ahead of. Him. By the way, Parker Kekison beat uh beat Assad this weekend. I mean, maybe he. But he's another one. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions with a lot of these guys, in my opinion, in this particular class. Yeah, uh, I I think so too. And you know, talking with college coaches, everyone was like, "This is." We are not in love with this class. Everyone right. likes. Uh, I mean, even listen, Jordan Decatur. Jordan Decatur is number five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a lot of questions. I mean, he can't he can't get out on bottom. No, and and he the injury time thing concerns me. You can't, and yeah. that's you can't if you do that stuff in college. It's choice. Yeah. Right, and he's not. So, he's hell. Yeah, they're gonna have to address that. Now, I think there's some. You know. Looking at Klebov at seven, but Abbas is eight. I got questions. 
You know, I think he's yeah. real. I think he's. I think that's a guy with. Um, I mean, I just like guys that can get the legs really consistently, and he's got some really good counter stuff. I think he just needs some refinement. If you refine that guy, I think he's got more upside than Klebov. And you know, Staraki and Ramirez and Anderson, man, I've got questions with all those guys. So yeah, this is all this, this all is a them. scary, scary. Uh, uh, wait, Kekheisen, um, how about you and I getting him? That's freaking interesting. Yeah. What about but Kim Amin? Is he a little low? Couldn't he be a little higher? He could, he could be a little low. And that's well. Let's let me wrap up. Let me wrap up ASU's some thoughts on ASU. Yeah. Um, I really like Trey Munoz, and um, overall, you know, they have a lot of guys that aren't on the big board. That the um, the kind of guys like. Uh, the 20, Cleveland Belton, the kid from California, mm-hmm. uh, Zane Coleman, Jacob Good, who won a state title in Cali this year. Um, so they, they have a lot of good other guys. Um, and so I think overall their their class is going to be highly ranked when recruiting class rankings come out. Now, the interesting thing is Ramo. They had Ramo locked up. It's I don't think it's any secret at this point that um, Ramo probably isn't going to go there because uh, I heard – I heard admission stuff, um, not any trouble or anything, but admission stuff, great stuff maybe. Um, so that that hurts the recruiting class a little bit. But um, I also think it's interesting, you know, they're, they're Arizona State's top guy is Colton Schultz, uh, arguably the best pound-for-pound guy. Imagine if – and then you look at Northern Colorado's recruiting class. Imagine if Colton Schultz would have went there. I'm not saying I want him to, but uh, you know, it's Northern Colorado. It's not a, it's not a, a you know, a traditional power. Mm-hmm. But look at the guys they have coming in: and Moshe Schwartz, Theorius Robeson, Andrew Alirez, who's arguably one of the top guys. Um, they have a really good class coming in, and man, if if Schultz would have stayed at home, they would have had a shot for number two-ish type recruiting class. Yeah, I think so. And I, man, the the Kirkfleet versus Schultz thing is so fascinating to me because yeah. I think upside, you might say Kirkfleet, but I, man, is there is there some health concerns there? This guy's going to be healthy for four or five years in college. I feel like you just look at Schultz like, that dude ain't getting hurt. You ain't hurting that guy, right? It's like, <laughs> Kirkfleet's like this specimen that is like a little more spindly and he's grown fast and he's big and um, you know, I don't. That's that's kind of my question. I think for sure Kirkfleet could be a guy that challenges for titles. But man, I think Schultz is someone there. If you just want to lock in four years of really good production with a chance to win some titles, I think he might be your guy. It's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be really interesting because at this point, I don't know. You know, with a good crop that we've already seen coming out, um, like, is it is it when we look at Schultz and Kirkfleet. Are we looking at guys that we think can make the finals a couple times? Are we looking at guys that are probably going to be, you know, seventh, fifth? Because the 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 weight's pretty loaded. Yeah. Well, we know you think they're all going to be looking up at Cassiope here soon. So we'll just have to see <laughs> I mean, how that I plays think out. I think for sure Cassiope is in the mix with those guys. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's in the mix for sure. No, heavyweight's going to be really fun uh, next year and a couple years beyond. 
So yeah, those are some exciting classes. Um, excited for your for your rankings to to come out. Looks like Cornell um, bought and bulk with their top one hundreds. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top one hundreds. Cornell's gonna have a say in the top five ish, top, maybe top three ish. They got a lot of. They really focused on their upper weights with um, Julian Ramirez, uh, Renich, Cardenas, Luis Fernandez. Luis Fernandez might have pinned everybody this year in the first period or something like that. It's it's pretty nuts. That's I'm pretty serious. good. Um. So yeah, Cornell up top. A couple other schools that had really good recruiting classes were Rutgers. I think Rutgers has four top hundreds. Which when's the last time Rutgers had four top hundreds? And uh, Fresno State, Fresno State's coming. They got a, I don't know, three, three top hundreds and some, some good uh, other like guys. Four. <clears throat> four. Yeah, Ogin, Lachau, Reyes, and Parco. Yeah, yep, and some and some guys to go with them. So hey, good class. Really like text class. How about them Hokies, bro? Yeah. Yeah, well, Hoagie's got to feel good about this. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Could be uh, pinpoints for the Hokies. Oh my gosh, my Hokie takes will never die. The the questions I have for with Cornell are, I really like those guys as starters and potentially even all Americans. Can they get first, second, thirds out of these guys? That's that's kind of my curiosity with no with Cornell. And I think that's where that's where I'm maybe not as high on this Cornell class as the others. And the other thing, and Brecky just pointed out Virginia Tech's class, a lot of these schools are building well into 2020. Virginia Tech and Cornell especially looking really good for, for 2020. Oklahoma State's obviously blowing everybody away right now. Um, Missouri just picked up Rocky Elam. So it's, it's going to be interesting because right on the heels of when Willie drops these – we're going to have U.S. Open. We're going to have juniors competing at the U.S. Open. We're going to have juniors competing at Flow Nationals. And we're going to have a much clearer idea of the 2020 big board as well. Mm -hmm. Hokies yeah, got I it mean, going. The 2020, we could have done this segment on the 2020 class already because, uh, I mean, Nomad talked about it on who's number one. Uh, there's so many guys committed in 2020 already that you can carve out, like, way too early recruiting class rankings for them too it's go look at the go look at the 2020 big board it's it's already shaping up and that's why i'm very excited we we've been rolling out these way too early lineup looks um i did the first four and then uh our, our, our good friend dan seifring has been cranking out uh the rest of the top top 10 top 15 i haven't counted how many he's done and then over the summer willie and i are going to be doing the uh, same thing we did last yeah. summer the 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 kind of depth chart and recruiting targets um, yeah. when it gets when it gets a little slower probably after final X maybe after they're so Fargo. Fun. So. they're like yeah. one of my funnest projects. All right, good uh, recruiting class stuff. This is fun. I do want to talk about twenty twenty at some point. Um, just, just want to mention. Speaking of tech, I think there's some more good news coming out of Blacksburg soon, and I'll just leave it at that. I think that might come out today. So. Stay tuned. Coaching related or what? Coaching related. Okay. Speaking of coaching related, we've had some questions about the Maryland job on yes. Facebook. I'll allow it. Provide some updates. It sounds like <laughs> Donnie. It sounds like Donnie Pritzloff turned it down. Uh, Donnie shot him down, as a as you may shot say. Shot him down. So it sounds like no Donnie, no Scott Moore. It sounds like Scott Moore turned it down. 
This is just this is just rumor mill. These are just how many just distributing rumors. So th- th- how about th- uh, how how many text messages did you get yesterday? I, it was like the worst kept secret of all time. It's like I got a, fifty text messages all around within a half hour that Donnie turned it down. Like, yeah, okay. I think they're like, hey guys, uh, activate the Donnie turned it down text. text <laughs> yeah, it, it happened. It's so interesting every time, guys. Done deal, right? You know, first one we heard was Scott Moore, done deal. Well, it's been three weeks now, and and the longer it gets, the longer you think that's not going to happen. Pritzloff, not going. Done deal. Beckerman's going. He's going back home, you know, where he coached to replace his former boss. Any of those guys. We literally just heard Beckerman done deal yesterday. Oh, that was just, well. uh, And then. That sounds like that's not happening. So at this point, I don't trust anybody that anyone says anything anyone says, and we'll know don't when stop. they freaking tell us. Someone just told me they're. People. Someone just texted me they're negotiating with Moore right now, Scott Moore. Great, great. I would love if Scott Moore went to Maryland, but I don't believe no, any. I don't what? believe anything anyone says. Not quiet your mouth with that talk. Someone told me this morning too that after Prince all told turned him down, they went back to Moore with a bigger offer. Oh, I like bigger offers. They're trying to get their turtle. Oh, <laughs> oh what is that? I think that was Scott Moore texting us. Was that, oh, oh, was that it's God? Scott? Hold on. Scott says they got to back up the Brinks truck. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. We'll let you know if we get any more text. This show has been quite a, a technical marvel. We've got the text tones, sometimes Willie. It's really, you know, it keeps us on yeah. our toes. I kind of like it. Pixelated Willie. Hey, what about, uh, what about Flow Nationals? And what are we going to do about the show Thursday? Okay, so yeah, I Ooh. one of my favorite things is when we discuss logistics for the next show on the show. We can on do the it show. after, but it would be way better if we did it right now. We just work it out, and then after the show, I can do other things. So I was thinking, I still want to do the show Thursday. You guys are all leaving tomorrow. I'll be by myself. Um, do you want to do just like a mega call-in, and just you guys just sit next to each other, and we talk like friends? Now, your your favorite is Coward, who does his shows frequently by himself. I, you would love to do an hour by yourself. No, I mean, not an hour. An hour would be a long time. It's it's good to – I need that I need that personal yeah, – the bounce. You need yeah, the bounce. I need the bounce. I need to get some get some laughs going because it's like, man, am I being funny? Am I being stupid? Am I being – so I, I like that. <laughs> um, I did solo for a little bit. Um, preaching with CP. I did preach. Yeah, those are like those are bits. Those are like I can I can go for like a ten minute rant easily. Yeah, you get a topic, you get a segment, and just try to drill it home. But an hour, I wanna you know I wanna I wanna yell at Nomad. I wanna yell at Willie. I wanna mm-hmm. hear what's going on. So it'll be tough. Maybe if we I did know. more, I could do it more interactive with like if I was just like sat on Facebook and YouTube and just read comments and did it. But anyway, I want I want you guys involved. You're my friends. Dad, all right. I think it. I think it would work if me and Nomad had sat at the same computer and sat at the same camera and did it because there are, there might be things that pop up like the tournament's going on, right? They might meet, they might need one of us for something. What time does it start? Let's work this all out right now. What time does it start on Thursday? I, uh, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Perfect. That's not exactly when Flonat uh, when the show starts or anything. Yeah, that's perfect. You don't do nothing, <laughs> Willie. You're not going to be doing anything in the first hour. Right on startup? That's yeah. for the most disaster time. Oh, man. That's true. That's kind of right. You are kind of a, 
Yeah, and for most tournaments, it'd be fine, but for flow nets, you're like intricately involved. We'll figure it out. I'm hoping we have a show. Look at Brackett. No, we can. <laughs> it was dirty. We can sit down. I mean, me and Nomad, if I have to get up and walk away, Nomad's still there, right? So. Okay. Well, kind of like Kyle. Hey, what, what's up with uh, Q's from F's? Well, oh. I want to do that. Sorry, Will, before we get into Q's from F's, just because I don't know if we're going to. I don't know what's going to happen on the show on Thursday. I just real quick want to say you should watch Flow Nationals anyway. But the main reason that you should watch Flow Nationals is because it is the Pan Am Trials for the cadet team, the UWW Cadet Pan American Trials. So uh, there's going to be a point system. I'm going to write an article about it. It's going to be very short because it's very simple, explaining how you get on the cadet Pan Am team this year. And that's a huge part of why this is the reason why it is now Freestyle and Greco. Greco on day one, freestyle on the next two days. So uh, we're gonna, I'm going to explain that to you in an article, but I just want to let you know that is why you now, should be watching Flow Nationals. Not everybody, not everybody is wrestling both styles. So um, when they're not wrestling both styles, the Pan Am team isn't in the balance for that person. Um, but what is in the balance is seating for Akron uh, in style. And I'm really pumped about Flow Nationals. I, we have – the qual the quality we have the studs. Um, some of the brackets aren't that deep as far as um, some some of them are twelve man brackets. You know they're not fifty man brackets like previous Flow Nationals. But we have the quality. It's gonna be there's gonna be great wrestling there. Um, I'm pumped about it. Seeds will come out a little pre pre seeds will come out a little later today. Registration's still open through tomorrow, so seeds and stuff won't be finalized. But We'll have a pre-seeds. We'll have uh, previews for you and stuff like that. Make sure you get me the post-seeds ASAP. Got them. Questions from friends. Uh, let's talk. Hey, also, one thing about that. Yeah. Do you realize you messed that up? Who? Yeah, you jerk. Oh, what did I say? Look at your tweet from last night. Look at your tweet from last night. Oh, what did I do? Requesting cues from Fs. What do you? I don't know. I don't know. I what think I... you kicked me off the show is what you did. Who did I at? You added Willie twice. Oh, I'm sorry. You added sorry. Willie the first time like he was nomad. Oh, shoot. Well, you know what <laughs> Was I that meant. a subtle way of saying that I'm no longer welcome in this seat to your left? No, it means that Willie's just going to be on it twice now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Dude, I messed that up, and I shared the wrong – I shared the – I don't know what's going on with me. I shared the FRL doc with <laughs> Bader and not Bradley last night, so. Because last night it was, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. I'm like, you know, my mentions are usually – the buzzing like crazy at this Sorry, time buddy. of night, and I got to turn them off. And I'm like, they're, they're very they're very light tonight, and um, yeah. Okay. Any anywho, you guys know you know you know you're on the show now, man. Uh, I'm sorry that the tweet was inaccurate. The joke's on me. I look like an idiot adding Willie twice. Um, that was a good apology. I'm really sorry. It happens. Now, let me immediately go to this one. Question for Nomad. In addition to gut wrenches, will takedowns also be a thing this freestyle season? Asks Chaco Taco. Come on. Who's taking people down in freestyle? That's ridiculous. So, takedowns are on the way out, says the Oracle Nomad. Okay. Uh, Do athletes like Jaden Cox, for instance, get paid for being at the OTC the same way Snyder does at the Ohio RTC? I'm assuming so. He's got to be getting... That would be a rough life. If he's not getting paid, it'd be pretty tough. He did win Worlds, so he has that money. But um, I'm I'm sure that he's getting something to train there. I mean, sort of a... that would, that, to just go there for free? I mean, okay, <laughs> if he's, like, living on campus, which I don't think he is, if he's living on campus, he doesn't have to pay, you know, house payment or anything. 
But, you know, life and things, you know, going out to eat, right? Yeah. Hanging out with your friends. I'm sure he's getting some. I'm sure he's getting Nice something. to get paid. Um, if Askren had stayed with wrestling and was in his prime, could he make the world team right now? Uh, maybe. I don't know. If he had stuck with – if he was still wrestling and he was, they had 79 kilograms, I'm not ruling it out. It would be hard. No. So he'd obviously be in the same weight classes as Dakin Burroughs, maybe even Whoa. Askren. If you, I'm, uh, saying, excuse me, Taylor I'm saying 79. I'm saying 79. How old's Ben? 34? Um, I think he's like he's like my age. Uh, so he's, he graduated. He's 33 or 34? He's 34, yeah. Here's the thing. If Ben would have stuck with it the whole time, which is the question. he would have made more – right, he would have made more world teams. He would have made more, more world – and Olympic teams, probably. And probably by now, he'd probably hang it up. Yeah. I would think. You would think. Like if we're talking about this, if we're talking about this age, Ben, and him sticking through it the whole time, I'm saying he would, he would be almost done by now. Because here's what would have happened. In 2011, he was not on the team anymore. Burroughs takes the team. That's... And he doesn't get it back. And 79 doesn't exist till last year. So you're not hanging. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that—that's always that's the big, that, or that at the time that was the big question, right? If Askren had continued, would Burroughs have ever happened? Now, obviously, we don't know. We can't go back based on how Burroughs did. We think probably not. Jordan beats him, but that was all—that was always the big what if. And I'm surprised that that narrative kind of didn't resurrect itself more when the Askren Burroughs beat the streets matches. Now, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Okay, that's so, a good. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. He did not qualify. Um, this is a huge question that I meant to ask yesterday. Did Willie uh, complete a tax return this year? Huh? This year? I didn't do him last year. Oh my! You are. Why learned, are you snitching on yourself? I hope you go to jail. The first time when they started garnishing your wages. I hope you go to jail. I wrote, didn't garnish my wages because of taxes. Yes, they did. Thought, then what did they garnish them no. for? Student loans, bro. Whatever. Still so, who, how many? <laughs> I hope you how much money you owe the government, dog? You got Latrell Sprewell numbers. <laughs> Christian was sitting there the one day. I just got mad. I just got mad, and I was like, I'll just pay it off right now. $14,000 in one shot. Christian's mouth hit the floor. Which clearly you tried. had the money. If you could pay fourteen thousand yeah, dollars one I time, just, it means you have the money to pay him off. I just don't take care of things. I just don't. I don't. I try to. I do wrestling rankings, and then it when the like government comes after me, I'm like, right. literally, Nick. I know. Nick. Here's the thing. Nick V remembered that <laughs> to do. He's like, oh, his brother Joe reminded him. Hey, you gotta do taxes day. He's like, oh snap. He gets on the phone. H and R Block. Sixty bucks. It's done in a half hour. Yeah, I know. I just here's a, here's yeah, a part of the problem. Return, so you don't think you don't feel like you're paying him any money. Yeah, he's taking out of your returns. Here's, here's a part of the problem. Well, I don't. Here's the thing I, with that too. I don't know what happens. Every time I do my taxes, I they take my money. I don't get anything back. I don't. <laughs> I get no. I get no notice. I get no nothing in the mail. Someone like your money. Your money went here. Because I will get a thing that says you are supposed supposed to. All right, put it this way: last year, or not last year, because I didn't do my taxes last year. Two years ago, 
I swear to God, I swear to God, get on the Bible. Two years ago, I went to the H&R Block with three years full of, te- of, of W-2s because I hadn't done them in three years. I said, I need all these done. They said, all right, cool. They did three years worth of taxes and said, all right, you're going to get back seven, like almost $8,000. I'm like, no, I'm not, but that would be cool <laughs> because every year I do my taxes, right? I'm supposed to give back eight grand. Nothing. I get nothing. I get no notice. I get no piece of mail that says where your money went. I don't know where it goes. I assume it goes to student loans or something. I I don't know. So the moral of the story is two years ago, I did three years worth of taxes. No penalties, no nothing. Why y'all doing it every year? Just go once in a while. Take take care of it. Okay, Uh, you're saying there's... All right, hold on. Let's back up. You're saying there's no penalty... All the while, you're saying, they're like, oh, yeah, you get eight grand. Psych, you don't get any of it. That sounds like maybe the penalty, Willie. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's for student loans. Okay. I well, went to like seven also, colleges. Well, it's still a penalty for not paying. It's a penalty. But you also said penalized. that you paid it all off. I paid one of the janks off, dude. I don't know. There's... We need to get Lindsay got... Beasley on the horn because she is a CPA. Yeah, I need fun. to hire her. Yo. Real talk, I need to hire her. I need a CPA. I also need like a life coach, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Lindsay Beasley, be... Tony Robbins. What else? No, what else just, you need? just just the whole Beasley family. You get Frank, he'll get you he'll get your life in line. And Lindsay will get your finances in order. I need to go live with the Beasleys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Fairfax. I think I need to be on common. What if you just what if he just showed up at his house? He's like, I kind of live here, guys. <laughs> like, I gotta, just I gotta, two bags. This is my last This is my last resort. I need to live with the Beasley's. All right, so no, Willie didn't do his taxes. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was thoroughly entertaining. That was entertaining. That was definitely entertaining. Okay. Um, you're the AD at Texas, and they just added wrestling. Your new coaching staff must come from current assistants only. And you can only pick one coach from each conference. Your volunteer coach must be a wrestler that just graduated. Who would be your oh four-man God. staff? This is a, this is a whole hey, show. It's tough. It's tough. But who, who one from be? each conference. One from each conference. All right, Big Ten. Um, give me. Ooh, do I want Casey or Cody? That's the question. Does it got to be an assistant? I want Casey. Mm. I want Espo. I call Pendleton. You can't have him. Pendleton's my Pac-12. That's fair. That's fair. Now, Izzy, Izzy Silva's going to send me some. Probably got those three text bubbles coming up from Izzy already. <laughs> Izzy would be a good one. Um, let me think who else. Who's going to be Big Ten? I'm going Cody. I'm going curveball. Give me Cody Sanderson. Because um, maybe he'll, he's the, he is the big brother, even though he is smaller. Maybe he brings Kale on eventually. As the uh, this kind of my long con, they bring he brings Kale on as an assistant. Ramos, give me. So still have an actively competing athlete in the lightweights. That's big for that's big for this Texas program. Mm-hmm. And because Big Ten monopolizes a lot of them, so there's not a lot of lightweight coaches floating. You know what? I'm get out of here, Cody. I'm bringing on Tervell. That's a good one from Texas. That's a good one. What well, sort of? He's from Texas. Yeah. 
More what if you just brought in? What if you just brought in Brandon Slay, Jack Mueller, Bo Nickel, and Turvell? Then you have funny. all Texans. You know what? You know what would happen? None of these. Bo Nickel could be the volunteer since he just graduated. All right, so that makes sense. I'm sure he would totally be down to be a volunteer assistant. Um, well, it's Texas. You're probably paying him more than. Uh, yeah, that's some probably schools. true. What are, what's what's the what's the range on just graduates? Does that include just 2018 or 2017 and 2018? Can I get like a like a Ronnie Perry type? That's what I'm talking about. Like a 2017. Oh, yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, he went yeah, into coach. We're running. Out, I'm running out of conferences here. Oh yeah, we do. No, no EWL. We'll just throw them out. We got, we got, well, we got, it is no longer. A it doesn't exist anymore, so yeah. we're off the hook. I'll bring Kerry. Oh wait, I can't bring Kerry. He's the head coach. I don't know a ton of SoCon. Full disclosure: don't know a ton of SoCon. I would have brought Cody Walters, but he left Gardner Webb. It's four coaches. How many are you choosing? Oh well, he said one from each. You don't conference. have to take one, one from each conference. Yeah, you, can't you don't have to take each. one from each conference. You only need to take four, right. but you so can't take two from the same conference. Be from different conferences. Okay, got it. So I don't have to do four. All right, SoCon's out. Sorry, SoCon. So I got Travell, Pendleton, Big 12. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go Brent Calf. Why good. not? It's a good one. Just to not be redundant. I feel like, I don't know, I'm not. And then Bo Nickel. I'm not thinking very well on my feet right here, but I feel like to round out four conferences with a recently graduated guy, I'm going Ronnie Perry. I'm not gonna knock it, Ronnie Perry. I'm going. I'm going. Snyder, Ramos, Chris Perry, Lee Pritz. Wow, that's pretty good. That's probably the most sensible team. That's a that's a good one. That's a, that's, that's a, a, that's a team, bunch yeah. of professional coaches right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a good team there. You did good, Willie. Um, and Bracky probably just gets Greenlee four times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who will the who will be the first main death of Game of Thrones season eight? Let's just go to Nomad. This will be an interesting take from him. Who will be the first? Everyone on the show watches main too. Death. Kyle, Kyle Bracky plowed through all seven. I seasons. started like on the Job way by home you, Kyle. from Big Ten and finished a week before the <laughs> premiere. That's amazing. You're you're living your best life in terms of. Binging. It was perfect. It's perfect. You did it just right. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sidebar it. Oh boy. Cause I don't know. I gotta I gotta think about this. Are you gonna say Deadwood's better? I no. I Deadwood's got good. so deep in the weeds on that's not a metaphor. On Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> little finger didn't die, folks. Whoa! I love so an this. undeath. Your first death is an my undeath. first death is an undeath. Little fingers, little Explain fingers back. Because it actually makes sense. Okay, so no, in episode no, I'm, I'm explaining real quick. It's a, it's it can be explained pretty quickly. In episode four of season seven, he's seen talking to a woman, and he gives her something. That something was the coin, the Bravosi coin that uh, Arya gave to get to, to the house of black and white. He then left Winterfell, and the person who got stabbed by Arya is a faceless man impersonating Littlefinger. Mm. So Littlefinger's coming. Wait, what mess? Okay. No, no. <laughs> what? Okay. First of all, when, yeah. how did he get that coin? Hold on. All your, from, takes are, all your takes are crazy. He's, he's his great-grandfather's from Bravos. 
Willie, this was this was like four pages of a Reddit forum and multiple YouTube I'm, videos. It was it was very in depth. I, I boiled is. it down very. I knew you looked this up. All right, let's get brackies. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with Jamie Lannister because Bran and him just saw each other, and he's like, "Oh God, this kid is still alive." Yeah. He's like, what yeah. the heck? Bran knows about all the incest. And then Bran's just going to be like, oh, I'm the three-eyed raven, and you're dead now. Because I'm going to tell them. Well, the problem is that. Me. He should kick him out of window. Yeah, the problem is that Jamie pushed him out of a tower because he was banging his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's kind of a good He's kind of a good guy now, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's still he's just a little weird. He is sort of the Kingslayer. I don't know if he. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it will happen. It's bold. No. I don't think it's that bold. I think it's fair. I think all bets are off. Um, I don't even have a guess. I'm not even going to. What what's what level of main are we talking about? Because I think I think Bronze getting axed soon. Um, because yeah, here's the Ron. other thing. They have so many One more minute on this. They have so many freaking storylines they have to tie together. So I feel like they're all kind of going to die in the same episode. I feel like they're I don't tied think together that right Bron now. It's the zombies versus humanity right now. It's tied together. And they just have to fight oh, the zombies. Oh, we'll see. That's going to be that's going to I don't be think Bron's going to kill the two the two brothers. Heck no, he's not going to kill the two brothers. Are you crazy? All right. Um some ass da 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 line for Suriano Cologne. I'll say say the betting line should be Cologne minus one and a half or two and a half. I was gonna say two. I was gonna I say two and a half. Down hard. I went. I went like this three, but really the line's two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, I see and that. I think it's because of Cologne's. It's because of Cologne's freestyle repertoire. Yeah, I mean, right? he was a world bronze medalist last year. It's pretty. He won world bronze. I think that gets bet down to a point and a half. Uh, someone in, in in that vein. Agree. Someone asks, "Do you think Soriano deciding to wrestle beat the streets has anything to do with him getting confidence from winning NCAs?" I don't. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a confidence issue. Last. Okay. So let's back up. Freshman year, snaps his ankle. Mm-hmm. He's not wrestling freestyle. Okay. Last year, he has the crazy knee situation where he's in the hospital for ten days before Big Tens. So he wasn't in any condition to ramp up and, and go freestyle. He had to get healthy after that. Now, this is, you know, one of the first spring summers he's been healthy in a while. So I think it's that. I think the pl- the plan last year was for him to do that. And then he had the knee thing, and so he wasn't able to. So now he's healthy. So I think that's why we're seeing it. Yes. Yeah, as angry well, as we I, get. I, and... okay, well. I think, Christian, you're, you're right because there are facts. But I also think that there is – Yes. I feel like – the body language that I saw out of Nick, I, I, I feel like there is a little exhale, pressure is off, I got it. I got it done. I got one. And they can never, you know, I got it. And so I do think there's a little, for the first time in a long time, I think Nicky can relax a little bit. Not relax, but like, How much God. Soriano can possibly relax? Right, yeah. You Not a big relaxed guy. You see him do, yesterday doing dips in his backyard shirtless? Love it. Just telling people to chase their dreams. Chase their dreams. I loved it. Yeah, but I was going to say, as, as mad as we get about guys, you know, not doing freestyle and stuff, it's like, well, college wrestling beats you up, and oftentimes you need, you know, 
to take time off. The U.S. Open is always a month after NCAAs. You need to take time off, and then it's like, okay, well, I did. You know, if you don't win NCAAs, you don't qualify for the trials, and then you're in camp season, and you know, so then you you don't end up wrestling freestyle for a season. And also, I just thought he had Seriously. no interest in wrestling freestyle, and he was just focusing on MMA. No, I think I think I, mean, I think like, the injuries obviously were like you can't do anything if you're injured, but that that was my what? thing. Related. What is uh, Spencer? I want to know what's up with Spencer. I mean, I guess I could call him and tell you what's going on. Uh, yeah, I know that's what I know that's why Christian. I know that's what's going on between Christian's ears right now. But I don't know. It just the guy, the kid's a the kid's a hammer, and he's not. I don't know what's going on with him as far as the freestyle season, the open, and whatever. My question is we'll if he can take the Olympic. That's what I'm most curious about. Uh, if he's going to win the Olympic? No. <laughs> if he's going to enter enter the right. Olympic. Yeah, I know. Enter, or not enter the <laughs> Olympic. <laughs> enter the Olympic red shirt. <laughs> um, okay. This is an interesting question. Comparing apples to oranges, Packers fire Mike McCarthy after a pretty good tenure minus last two seasons. Say Iowa bombs next three years. Same fate from Brands, with it being almost a decade from his last team title. Well, first of all, well, yeah, well, there's a lot to unpack there. Maybe I shouldn't even ask ask this question. But the I, what does bombs mean? Because Iowa has not been bombing. You know they've been good, right? They haven't won the title, but they've been good every year in the trophy hunt. Every what's year. it worth? What's it worth to finish fifth? <laughs> yeah, the worst they got is fifth. By literally a point and a half of from getting the trophy, and yeah. wasn't that a there was not exciting circumstances, but like that was a goofy situation where they ended up. Well, not really. Right? They just got outscored by four other teams. No, but wasn't there a team point deduction or something that happened? No, or am I misremembering I this? It was in New York. Wasn't it? <laughs> yes, I think he's right. Whoa, I think they would have been tied for fourth, and there was it was when Sammy Brooks had Abinator pinned. And they oh. didn't call it, and Morningstar and Brands lost their minds. The, right, that's he what I'm was talk- so pinned. That's what, what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's, they should they should have lost their minds. Yeah, well, hold no, on. they what? call it, they like decided to stop it to see if they it was an illegal headlock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. That was so bad. Yeah. That was so bad. Hey, well, can someone pull up the final team scores? Uh, what was it 2016? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Behind that is freaking. Well, I mean, though. listen. The moral the story oh, wait, is wait, 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 their worst on. finish in forever Did- was fifth. Did Abinator win that match? No, but yes. they, also, they also didn't get team points or pin points. Right, you would have get so you, they, oh, no, that no, was no, a three no. point Abner. swing. They would have gotten it was plus two for the to pin. Eighty-one. Yeah. There you go. So they would have gotten plus two for the pin. Meanwhile, they didn't get the pin, and then minus one for the team point deduction. It was oh, a three point three my. point swing, and when you would have been eighty forty two or whatever. Good pool. Remembering that was that you that remember that? Yes, and then you poo pooed it. I didn't think that was what happened. Unpooed. Uh, so no, I don't. I mean, my my question is okay for for any of the you know fan bases that you know Iowa has a passionate fan base. They want to win, and that's pretty much it. But well, what are the alternatives? How are you going to upgrade Tom Brands? Who are you going to get? Tom Brands is a great coach, yeah. one of the best coaches in the country. You got to get so, yeah, so okay. Got it, Iowa fans. If they do bad and you want to get rid of Tom Brands, who's the alternative? You're not gonna get a better coach. That that is. I mean, you do you do realize that? I mean, run the numbers. They are the most 
consistent until if you ran the numbers now. I ran them last year. They've been. They have the highest average placing. They have the highest average placing of any program. Well, in the last ten years. Uh, yeah, because Penn State one time took 18th. No, no. I mean, shoot, that's, that's 2000. That's that was 2010. Well, right. That's what he's. Man. So, it, so that will quick. That will quickly change. Man, but, but that's what I'm saying. If you do it, you've won eight. Eight and ten years. I, I mean. And then one time they got six. I well, how, like I said, I that was that was last year. That was last year, right? This year they could have been. The moral of the story is, okay, they're if second. they're not first now, they're second, like or third. You're talking about the most consistent. Program. They, they took. They didn't medal. They didn't get a team trophy one time. One what time. are you looking for? Yeah. We're in this era that has completely changed with recruiting. I mean, in the last 10 years, recruiting has changed the game, right? This Kale comes east. Tom Wright goes to Ohio State. They're recruiting. Both of them are recruiting off the charts. Um, and yet, Iowa is still there every freaking year. I mean, Penn State's doing historic stuff. Yeah. Penn State's doing historic stuff. And still, Iowa's right there every single year. I mean, so what do you – Let's They've set an impossible standard. Crazy. When you have Dan Gable as your coach, and you win every Big Ten title for 21 years, and you win 15 titles in 21 years, and you set the gold standard, and now the current era is the one guy who could maybe challenge all that, all those records, mm-hmm. and he's well, not yeah. at Iowa, yeah. you, have, you, you have an impossible standard to live up to. And let's say this. I mean, it's never been harder to win at this level. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm it's, saying. It's harder now. It's not. It was, I'm not saying it wasn't hard in the '80s and '90s. It is harder. Coaching is more sophisticated. Wrestling overall is better. There are more good wrestlers now than there were in the '80s and '90s. There's so, more money in it. It's all of it. All of it. Well, let's say this. Let's say, Nomad, you like the Baltimore Ravens, right? Yeah. If you, if the Baltimore Ravens played the AFC title game or better for a decade straight, but didn't win the Super Bowl, would you be like, we got to make some changes here? <laughs> be I'd hard. Be like, no, be we're, hard. we're doing pretty good. We're in the mix every time. Okay. Uh, that's a good one to end on. We have a hard 930 stop today, Willie. Um, All right. So we got to go. LJ Helbig, the man, the myth, the legend, please play our outro music boom he was ready his his finger his index finger was hovering over the music button and i suggested it boom lj best in business ready to go we thank you guys so much for tuning into 369 episodes of flow wrestling radio live um, nice. it's actually not um we will be back again we will do the show again i promise this is not the last episode will it be thursday you have to. You have to see. We're gonna try. Possibly you. I'm gonna try. Possibly you. We will. We will hopefully do this. Um, they will be in Indianapolis, Pennsylvania, and I'll be in Texas. <laughs> so we're gonna give it a shot. Nap town. Nap town. All right. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>